Welcome to another episode of Go Girl, because women are powerful. With me, your host, Ashley Caprice. Thank you so much for subscribing and sharing to all your friends. I really do appreciate it. This podcast focuses on affirmations, motivation, and girl talk. Today's topic is how to declutter your life. We'll get into it after this. As you know, we start off every single episode with an I am affirmation because those are two of the most powerful words and they shape your reality. Whatever you say afterwards is what you believe of yourself, all right? So today's affirmation is I am blessed. Now say that to yourself. I am blessed. So I went to a church service the other night, okay? Uh, First of all, for the past three, four years, I wasn't going to church as much. And I used to go really often every Sunday. But I started doing a radio show every Sunday morning from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Then I had to drive an hour away to be on the radio in the afternoon from noon to four. So I didn't have time, or I guess I didn't make time to go to my church services anymore. But, you know, I could have done a night service. I could have gone to a Bible class in the middle of the week. But instead, I was like, oh, I'm just tired. And and I slowed down on my routine of going every single week. So then after that, uh, for about a year and a half of working on Sundays, I then moved to Sacramento where I was working very early hours. I was on a morning show. So I'm up getting ready at 4 a.m. And I was just super tired, exhausted all the time. I slept in a lot of Sundays. And I only went a few So I kept my relationship with God, like always knowing he was within me, but I started slacking off with church. So then I started slacking off with praying and meditating so much anymore. I say all that to say that I recently joined one of my friends to a service on a Tuesday. For some reason, like the week before, I was thinking, man, I need to go to church. I haven't been in a minute. I haven't been since New Year's Eve. No lie. It's been a few months. And... My friend happened to hit me up randomly, just like, hey, you want to go to this service with me on a Tuesday? I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, I need some God in my life. Come on. And I went to that service and it was so heavy. It was Pastor John Gray. You might know him. He preaches in Houston, I believe. And he has a huge following on social media. And the service was incredible. Okay. Like, I don't know about you and your beliefs, but I do believe in God. And I know a lot of people talk about the universe a lot more now. And I'm like, the universe is God, you know, but whatever, whatever makes you feel comfortable. If it's God, if it's the universe, just know wherever you are in your life right now, you are blessed. Everything that has happened to you up to this point is supposed to happen. And even some of the tough situations, if you didn't go through them, then you would think life is so easy. You might still be a little immature and naive in your thinking. But you had to go through some stuff to now make you more mature and have more experience and relate and connect to someone else. I feel like I've been broken in some areas. But now because of that, all right, now I have the wisdom and I'm able to share it with my listeners on my Go Girl podcast, I'm able to share it through my DMs when some people 
reach out to me about certain topics and situations. I'm like, oh, yeah, girl, I've been there, too. And then I'm able to help them and give them advice. But if I did not go through that experience, then I will not have that blessing to help others. So you are blessed. Also, when I went to Sacramento, I because I wasn't doing as much uh, meditating and praying as I should have, then things started falling apart. And it seemed like everything was taken away instantly, like all within the same month. Well, month or two, the job, my relationship, my place, it all had to go. But it was all part of God's plan. He's like, I'm taking everything away. Since you went up there and you kind of forgot about who I am, then I'm taking it away. So now it's just me and you. So it's been me and God for the past year. And I am just feeling so grateful and thankful and mature in my spiritual journey. I am blessed. Okay. Know that what you have is enough. Don't long for more until you appreciate what you have. Once you appreciate it, you'll attract more of what you want and what you really need. Sometimes we want something that we don't need and God is like, nope, that is not for you. Also, in the service the other day, the pastor talked about you want to reach a certain level, but with every new level, there are new devils. You heard that new levels, new devils. If you're not able to fight off the enemy at that uh, at that level yet, then God is not going to bless you with that goal just yet. You still got to work on some stuff before you get there. God's time is the right time. And I didn't mean this to be like, I'm not trying to preach or anything, but I just really wanted to share that word because I was so moved and I shared it on my Instagram. If you're not following me, you should at I am Ashley Caprice. Sometimes I get real deep on my Instagram stories and I ended up crying and everything and thinking, man, I should have just wrote this in a journal. But I got so many people, like 20 people reached out to me telling me their testimonies, telling me that they loved my transparency because, you know, we all put out there all the good, but no one really sees the struggle and what we're really going through and the breakthroughs. So, so many people reached out and, you know, I appreciate the love. Thank you. And um, life is a journey. But know that you are blessed every single step of the way. And if you want big blessings, you have to give big praise. Just act like it's already done. That's called faith. Just act like you already received whatever it is that you are asking for. And just prepare for it. And clear things from your life that are holding you back. It might be your place, your your car is dirty, your, uh, your mind is filthy, your heart is a little dirty and a little rusty. Clean that all and clear it from your life. Clear it, all right? You are blessed. And speaking of that, it is springtime. We're doing some spring cleaning, right? You want to give out your old clothes, give it away to Goodwill and all that stuff. That is awesome. But spring cleaning gets a little deeper than that. And I'm going to speak to a guest who will tell you how to declutter your life. It's time for Girl Talk. I'm so excited for Girl Talk. I have Miss Angel Richards on the line. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm great. So I'm reading your bio. It says you're a mother of four, a life coach, educator, and entrepreneur. You're the CEO of Helping Others Transform, which is a lifestyle empowerment company dedicated to helping women declutter their lives. Now, it's springtime. And I know everyone's talking about cleaning out their closet and their makeup bag, whatever. 
clutter on the outside, physical. But right. a lot of us need to know how to declutter our life <laughs> besides that, beyond that. So I see that you help women who feel stuck gain the clarity, confidence, and courage needed to create their own breakthroughs. You got a lot going on, girl. You have a lot going on. (laughs) Yes. I love it. So let's just take it all the way back. How did you get into this decluttering lifestyle? (laughs) Let's go back there. So see how exciting decluttering is? We we don't even know where to start. There's so much (laughs) to cover because you're right. We all need to do it. And we typically, like you said, start with the outside first Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's the inside that creates the external clutter anyway so we always should be starting from the inside out and that's kind of how I got into this you know um almost 10 years ago I was just really in a broken place you know very depressed low Mm self-esteem super insecure and although I was educated with a master's degree a homeowner you know doing well for myself, I still had a lot of internal clutter and chaos going on. And it was showing up in different ways, showing up in failed relationships, showing up in, you know, jealousy in my friendships, showing up in just, you know, my confidence and self-esteem. And so, you know, I hit what I called rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was going through the process of decluttering my life, every area of my life, one area at a time, Mm -hmm. starting with mentally, you know, looking at what what's on my mind constantly right. that has me mentally consumed. You know, I believe that our thoughts create our feelings. Mm-hmm. So if I get my mind right, I get my heart right. I get my emotions intact. And yes. then, you know, it just continued to go from there. And after going through a couple of years of working on me and getting myself to a place where, you know, I was whole and complete. I felt confident. I felt secure. I felt, you know, empowered and, and back to being you know, the ambitious woman that I once was, Mm -hmm. I realized that I wanted to pay it forward and to help other women to get out of whatever it is that has them stuck, whatever is holding them hostage. And so I decided to become a life coach. And it was a life coach that helped me at the time to spark this journey for myself. And so I decided, you know, I wanted to become a life coach and help other women who were where I was or on their way, because not all my clients have hit that rock bottom right. or that dark place, but they're on their way and they're aware that, you know, something's not right. Things are spiraling down. Let me get it together mm-hmm. and let me get help now. And so they, you know, contact me and, and we do the work. And so it's just a blessing. It's funny because I would never have saw myself here doing what I do. Yeah. I really didn't like women. You know, <laughs> I was that chick that had like all the guy friends and, mm. You know, we were cool, and I had some female friends, but we didn't really get along. It was very surface level, very safe. And so for me to be someone who empowers women every single day and genuinely wants to see every woman win, Mm -hmm. it still blows my mind. Wow. I know you said at one point that some women feel like they're on their way to this downward spiral. What are some signs that a woman might be on the wrong path? Right. So I think... One of the great telltale signs is when you start to feel like, who am I? Mm -hmm. When you start questioning yourself, like, who am I? Like, you know, I'm that girl who said I would never do that. I'm that chick that said I would never tolerate that. You know, how how how's my credit score this low? Like what what happened? You know, I've never had 
a bank account in the negative. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never allowed someone to treat me this way. And so you start looking at yourself in the mirror like, who the hell am I? You know, because this is not me. This is not who I was or this is not, you know, the life I said I was living or working towards. And so when you start to recognize parts of you that are unrecognizable, right. that's a sign that you're going down the wrong path. Another sign is when you start to find yourself feeling emotionally drained mm-hmm. and you can't put your finger on it. You're tired, you're frustrated, you're overwhelmed, just super sensitive to anything and everything. You get mad really easily or you get sad really easily or you're on this emotional roller coaster. Like you're happy, you know, at 9 a.m., but by 12 p.m., you're like angry with the world and ready to give up. That's a sign that something's not right. And sometimes women can't put their finger on it because they have so many emotions that they're feeling throughout the day or throughout the week that they can't really pinpoint it's this because it feels almost like it's everything, even though it's not. And I would say another big sign for women um, when we're going down the wrong path and we kind of know that, hey, something's not right, let me get it together, is when people start to ask you, are you okay? Yeah. And you're like, I'm good, I'm fine. Well, you, you know, and, and this is the real sign. You get offended. You get offended when people ask you, are you okay? Because, see, you know deep down you're not okay. Mm-hmm. And so when you say, I'm good, I'm fine, what? No, I've just been busy, or girl, I'm just tired, or I'm straight, what? You know, but you get mad, you get defensive because you think they can see what you've been trying to hide and cover up. Mm. That's another sign that something's not right and that there's clutter either on the inside, the outside, or both. Girl, you are saying a word. <laughs> I was I felt like I was in a space early last year. Like now I feel amazing. But yes, I was in this space where um before every episode or during every episode in the beginning, I do an I am affirmation. So it got to the point where I used to do my affirmations all the time, but I was involved with someone and um it wasn't a healthy relationship, pretty much. I didn't know until getting out of it that, oh, okay, you know. But at, at the time in the relationship, there was one point where I wanted to do my affirmation. I wanted to say I am happy, but I couldn't without crying. So instead, wow. I just stopped saying an affirmation. Like, I didn't even believe it to be true for myself. And just like you said, I did have friends who would call sometimes, like, you good? And I'm like, yeah, why are you asking me that? Like, chill, you know? But not knowing that I really was not good. And they could just hear it. They could just hear it in my voice. So thank God for your friends because they know the real you and they know how you really are. And so they know when you're kind of, you know, getting off of that path. That's right. No, I want to add something to what you just said because I think there's probably people listening that are like, yeah. That's me, you Mm -hmm. know. I stopped saying my affirmations because I felt like a fraud. Right. You know, I felt like an imposter. But this is why affirmations should always be paired with affirmations. Mm. You know, affirmations are stating, you know, we're, we're speaking life into who we want to become or we're affirming who we are, you know, saying, I am happy. Now, with the absence of an affirmation, which is asking the question, why am I happy? Mm. We can feel like a fraud. So when I say I'm happy, but in the reality, I'm not. When I follow my affirmation up with an affirmation and I say, why am I happy? Or I'm happy because mm-hmm. now 
you're really faced with your truth because there is no because because I'm not happy. And so when I say I'm happy and then I say, why am I happy? My answer is I'm really not happy. Right. And then I can ask myself, okay, but why am I not happy? Sometimes we want to just stay so much in the positive and, and speaking life over things, but sometimes we need to get to the root of it, right? We got to get to the root of what it is. And so if I realize that I'm not happy, instead of pretending to be or not asking myself that or saying that anymore, I can ask, why am I not? And then I can face my truth and make some decisions that are going to bring me back to my happy place. Love so that. I always believe in affirmations and affirmations going hand in hand. It keeps us, it keeps us real. <laughs> For real. Like, cause if I would have asked myself, why am I not happy? I would have known, okay, I need to declutter. I need to get rid of this, right. this that, Joker and the is other. Not making me happy. Exactly. Or he's taking my happiness that I already had before you showed up. Right. I, I got to do something. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about decluttering. First of all, so how do you declutter your mind? Well, you know, that's like a loaded question. Um, Actually, I have a community called Clutter Free Society, and it's an online classroom and coaching program where I work with women, really helping them to master their mind and manage their emotions. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot that goes into really decluttering your mind. It is the first step to living a clutter-free life. And so what I would say to keep it simple and, you know, something actionable that people can do is to get out your journal, get out a piece of paper, notebook, whatever, paper towel if you have to, and just start writing down what is cluttering your mind. Mm-hmm. And when I say cluttering, you know, what's creating confusion? What's creating chaos? You know, what are questions that you have that you need answers to right now because not knowing is really eating at you? What's consuming your mind, Right. What are you thinking about and dwelling on and worrying about Mm -hmm. over and over and over? And writing those things down helps you to see what the clutter is because I can't declutter something that I can't see. Right. Right. When you go into your closet and you're ready to declutter your closet, you can see the shoes, the boxes, the dresses, the T-shirts, the clothes, the whatever, and you can get a quick picture of what's, you know, needing to be done. Well, we need to get a glance at what's going on mentally Mm -hmm. so that we can start to reconstruct where it is that we want our thoughts to be. And again, like I said earlier, your thoughts create your feelings. Mm -hmm. And so if I get all these thoughts down on paper, I can not only see what's mentally going on, but I can quickly see why I feel the way I feel. Right. So step one is always going to be to just declutter your mind by writing out all of the things that are You know, like I said, the clutter, the chaos, the confusion, what's consuming you, um, and really get clear on what that is so that you can start looking at, okay, well, you know, these things are associated with that person. Mm -hmm. These things are associated with this job. These things are associated with what they said. And then I can start to tackle those specific issues instead of just saying, oh, I feel so overwhelmed or I'm you know, so whatever, mm-hmm. I can have a clearer picture and speak. You know, people say, I feel some kind of way. Right. I always tell people, don't say that. How do you feel? We need to get away from this abstract, I feel some kind of way. And that's cute. It sounds cute. We all say it, girl, I feel some kind of way. Mm-hmm. But I need to be able to articulate how I really feel because our thoughts create our feelings, which means if I feel some type of way, if I don't identify that feeling, I can't identify the thought that's creating it. Right. So. You know, it, it's work. It is definitely work. 
It is a lot of work. And like you said, you took some years to get to know and find yourself. I feel like I've been on my own journey for the past year. And, girl, it's it's like growing pains. You'll have so many breakthroughs. It is heavy when you are growing and evolving. But on the other Mm -hmm. side, it's so much better. You know, your mind is clear. You, I believe in journaling as well. I believe all of that is definitely important. What about the woman? Like you have four children and you're an entrepreneur, educator, all of these amazing things. How do you declutter when you're at work? You know, you might not have time to think about every single thing that you're going through, but you Mm -hmm. need to set some thoughts aside so that you can focus on the task at hand, even just at work. Absolutely. You know, I totally understand that because I remember I've been out of the classroom for about three years now. So I've been coaching. I've been a life coach for 10 years, but I've been out of the classroom for three. And so I did it on the side. Shout out to those of you who have a side hustle. Okay. (laughs) And are working a full-time job, raising children, doing what you do, and you have your passion. Um, I just say shout out to them because so many people preach you know, quit your job, be a full-time entrepreneur, mm-hmm. having a job is a bad thing, all that. And it's not. That's just that's a whole different conversation, but it's not. So keep doing what you're doing, sis. Right. But I remember when I had all of that on my plate and I was in a toxic relationship. It was an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my home life was going with me to work. And so mm-hmm. I started hating my job. And what I realized in, you know, seeking clarity and, like I said, writing things out, it wasn't my job that I hated. I hated my home life. Yep. And because I was bringing my home life to work by being sleepy, by being late, by being sad, by being so, you know, emotional, like on the verge of tears, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to hide it, trying to cover up bruises, being, you know, like I said, defensive when people would ask, am I okay? Because I thought maybe they knew something. Mm -hmm. And so I started not wanting to be at work and I started hating a job that I once loved. And I realized that I had to separate the two. It was non-negotiable. I had to leave home at home and I had to leave work at work because being a teacher is also very demanding. I brought lots of work home. I was constantly grading papers doing report cards, Mm -hmm. having conferences, you know, phone conferences with parents. So everything was so blended and I never could get away from either one. And so I made a decision that when I'm at work, I'm at work. I'm not thinking about the children. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about the man. I'm not thinking about the bills. I'm not thinking about the BS. I'm at work. I'm going to show up for these students. I'm going to give 100%. I mean, literally, I got teacher of the year twice in the first five years because I just said I can't allow my outside circumstances to ruin, you know, my work life. I gotta, I'm here eight hours a day. I can't take that big chunk of my day and make it miserable too. Because I knew when I went home what it was going to be. So let me get these good eight hours in. Mm. And so I made that decision to separate the two. And then when I got home, of course, you know, I had the children to raise and the man and all this stuff. And eventually I got rid of the man because I realized that, you know what? That's not worth it. Mm -hmm. I can't come home every day or not even want to come home, you know, and be comfortable in my own home. That's got to change. And so I got rid of that situation as well. Mm -hmm. But prior to getting rid of him, um, I had to get rid of the idea that it was okay to bring work home and to bring home to work. And so anybody that's struggling with that and feel like, you know, I can't 
matter of fact, I was talking to a client today. She called me on her lunch break. We had our session, and she's really going through some things, and she's like, I'm just struggling. I think I'm going to tell them I need to go home. Hmm. She's like, but I can't because if I go home, I'm going to get in a current. Hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do, and I'm like, listen, this joker cannot be the reason you lose your job because then you're going to be depressed that you don't got a man and you don't have an income. Right. So what you got to do is go in the bathroom cry, let it out, scream, go in the car, do what you got to do, let it out so that you're not on the verge, let it out, wipe your face, reapply your makeup, Mm -hmm. and go get your coin, go work, go do what you need to do, because you also said you want to be recommended for this this new position. Right. Well, you're not going to get recommended if they look over at your cubicle and you look like you're about to break down. Mm. You're not going to look like the leader that you say you are. So get yourself together, get it out. I always tell people, get in your feelings and then get out. Go get in your feelings, get out, and get back to work. And so I know that for some people, it's like easier said than done. And you're right. It is easier said than done, but it's doable. And we have to, as women, walk in that authority that it's doable. I can do this. I may not even Mm -hmm. think I can or feel like I can, Mm -hmm. but I will because I have to. Ooh, girl, you preaching to me, too. (laughs) But for real, like, get in your feelings and get out because I'm one of those, like, I try to stay positive all the time, but what I've realized probably within this past year that it's okay to have to not be okay it's okay if I'm having a bad moment but don't make it a bad day you know like that's right I'm sure so many women have done that where we just go to the uh, bathroom real quick and we just cry it out let it out and then we have to put on our strong face again and go right back to work like you just have to keep it going but when you are in these toxic relationships it does affect your energy and you bring this negative energy with you to work and then it's affecting your job, which then will affect your performance and then affect your, your total, you know, position at the place anyway, (laughs) like testimony. (laughs) When I was in that particular relationship, I hated my job. I Mm -hmm. hated my kids. I hated my friends. I hated my house. I hated my man. I I hated myself. I hated everything. And it really wasn't, that was like really not my truth it wasn't my reality it was the fact that I was in this toxic relationship and when he left I was able to get my proper rest and go to work and enjoy it I was able to talk to my children without being angry and frustrated and yelling all the time you know I have had more patience more compassion and understanding with them you know I could go with my friends and not have to come home and be accused that I was out doing this that and the third so I could finally hang out in peace yes you know if, if if the refrigerator stopped working, I could just, you know, call Home Depot and be like, hey, I need y'all to come repair this instead of, oh, my God, my everything goes wrong. You know, when you let one thing become everything, yep. I was just a mess. And it's like the refrigerator could break and all of a sudden my whole world was shattered. Mm-hmm. It was him. And, and I'm not putting the blame on him. It was his presence in my life mm-hmm. that, you know, created so much chaos and confusion. I mean, I was even suicidal at the tail end of that relationship. And so this is why living a clutter-free life, I'm so passionate and so committed to it because everything changed. My children are doing well and happy. I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. I'm succeeding. You know, I'm making a difference. You know, I'm good. Like, this is the best I've ever been. And the reason why is because years ago, I decided that I was going to live a clutter-free life. And we say it in clutter-free society all the time. My peace, happiness, and success are non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. If you come into my life and you're going to be a disturbance or a distraction or a delay, 
in my peace, happiness, or success, you got to go. I love you, but I'm going to love you from a distance. Right. You cannot. And and we have to, as women, get to that place where it becomes non-negotiable. So that way, no matter who comes or who goes, we're good. Like my happiness, is, I posted this the other day on Facebook, and I was saying how, you know, if if you love you because they love you, then when they don't love you, you're not going to love you. Right. If you're happy because they come in and make you happy, then what happens when they leave? They mm-hmm. leave with your happiness. They leave with your love. They leave with whatever you allow them to determine that you can have it. You know, you have it before they come. That means you're going to have it when they leave. Exactly. And we have to get to that place. And it takes time. You know, I believe in mentorship. I believe in coaching. I believe in prayer. I believe in wise counsel. Mm -hmm. Because when you have that community and that resource there, it don't have to take you as long as it took me. Mm -hmm. Right? I didn't have all that. I was doing this journey on my own. But nowadays, there's just, you know, there's, there's podcasts, there's all types of things that are there as mm-hmm. resources to empower us that there's really no reason that we um, take as long as we do. Yeah, everybody's healing process takes time and there's no set time frame. But when you're not filling yourself up with the right things and being around the right people, then of course it's just going to take extra long. I like to get to the point, I feel like, with anyone, if you're in a relationship, you have to realize, okay, I love you, but I love myself more. And if you get to a point where, you know, this person, like you said, is taking your peace, that was my main thing. Like, man, I just, Mm. I just, it was just this, this cloud or this dark energy. And like, I wasn't feeling positive and upbeat and happy. And I'm, I'm on the radio so people can hear it in my voice, <laughs> yes. okay? Like, my voice, I try yes. to listen to some of my old uh, tapes of me on the radio so that I can apply for some positions. And my voice was literally like this, like I had no energy. And I'm like, what Energy the doesn't heck? lie. People can say what they want to say out of their mouth, but that energy never lies. Yeah, I was in a whole nother city and friends just calling just to say, hey, you know, just just girl talking on the phone. And they could just hear it through my voice, like something is off. Like they haven't seen me in months, but they could just hear it, and it's crazy. So remove those toxic relationships, declutter that. And when you do get out of these relationships, how do you declutter your heart? So that's good. So this is the thing. People have to really be clear. It's not always a dude, right? Or or if you go the other way, it's not always a female. It's, it's friends. Yep. It's family. It's even mm-hmm. our children. I remember when my son was 16 years old and he lost his mind temporarily. Um, he was a great <laughs> source of clutter. It was a toxic parenting relationship, parent-child relationship. So sometimes it's that fake friend that you're keeping around because y'all, you know, went to school together. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's that cousin that, you know, you played with and now she's playing too much, right? And we just hold on to these relationships that we need to let go of, but then it moves into decluttering your heart. Yeah. You know, forgiveness is for you. Um, forgiving people for what they've said and what they've done. And just because you forgive them doesn't mean they have permission to stay in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can forgive you and release you. Um, just because you forgive them doesn't mean you're giving a pass. A lot of people don't want to forgive because they feel like that's saying it was okay. It's not that you're giving them a pass or condoning what they said or did. You're forgiving them so they don't have that power over you anymore. Right. But you also have to forgive yourself. I think as women, we are really good at forgiving. Mm -hmm. Hence the reason why we stay in friendships 
that we know these people aren't good for us, the reason why we stay in relationships with people who aren't good for us, the reason why we are connected to toxic family members, no matter what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, we say things like blood is thicker than water because we are so forgiving. But who's the person that we rarely forgive? Ourselves. Yep. We will beat ourselves up about our poor choices, our past mistakes, things that we've said, things that we've done, and we hold on to that and we literally don't let ourselves off the hook. Mm-hmm. We don't give ourselves permission to I have outgrown certain things, permission to heal from certain things, permission to move forward. And so forgiveness for others is important, but forgiveness for yourself is even more important because I may be now able to talk to you or hang around you or love you, but can I can I stomach myself? Mm-hmm. Can I love myself? Can I spend time in my own company? Mm-hmm. The way that you can tell if you can spend time in your own company, cut that radio off. Cut that TV off. Cut that phone off. When you sit with you in dead silence and it's uncomfortable, that's a good sign. Mm -hmm. That means that you need to spend more time with yourself because what we do is we buffer. We buffer with TV. We buffer with radio. We buffer with, girl, what you doing? Getting on the phone. We buffer with food. We buffer with weed. We buffer with pills. We buffer with sex. We buffer with alcohol. Mm -hmm. We find everything else to do other than to sit in our emotions and to feel how we feel and to feel it to our core. I believe in feeling, feeling how you feel as discomfort, as uncomfortable as it can be, feel and sit in the discomfort so that you never have to feel that again. If you sit in that pain long enough Mm -hmm. to where it sinks into your mind, why you're hurting so bad, chances are when situations and circumstances come up, you won't put yourself in that position again because you will remember how bad it hurts. But because we're so good at suppressing how we feel, we're so good at camouflaging how we feel, we're so good at buffering so we don't feel, we don't feel the pain long enough, deep enough, hard enough, and that's why we see ourselves in the same situation Mm -hmm. again and again and again. Feel it good enough, feel it long enough, feel it hard enough, and I promise you, things will start to shift because you're like, uh-uh, yep. I don't ever want to feel that again. I don't mm-hmm. ever, but see, when we go through that temper, you know, for a day or two, oh, I don't ever want to go through that. Oh, my God, he hurt me so bad. This was so painful. I can't believe she betrayed me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we we either jump into the next relationship or we, you know, forgive and we move forward and we let them come back in and then they're doing it again and again. We're back to square one, going through it again yep. because we never took enough time to sit in that, feeling and then that emotion to understand that I can't allow this to happen to me again because this hurts so bad. Yep. This this is me constantly having to be in a healing process. I'm putting myself back in the healing process every time I let this person in or every time I do what I did mm-hmm. and it's self-sabotage. And so when it comes to decluttering emotionally, the, the biggest thing that I can say for people is to sit in it. Now, I know... Not too long ago, I said, get in your feelings and get out. I'm saying that as far as don't sit there and be mad about something petty. Mm -hmm. You know, do what you need to do and move on with your day. But when it comes to just in general, you got to sit in it long enough to understand how it really, really is impacting you. Yeah, and learn from it and grow from it. And like you said, don't go back to it because then I feel like that would take more time or delay your healing process. Absolutely. And It'll, it's not even, again, about relationships. Yeah. Let's just say you work in a call center. Mm-hmm. 
and you hate working in a call center and you went through so much at that call center, why are you applying for new call center positions? <laughs> right. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're, you're doing it to yourself. Now you're at the next call center complaining about them because, you know what, you didn't take enough time to sit and think. It's not Verizon. It's not Chase. It's I'm not a call center girl. Mm-hmm. I like talking to people. I like seeing people in person. I like being on the front scene. You know, vice versa. It could be the opposite. But we don't sit in our emotions long enough to feel and connect them to the thoughts so we can have a breakthrough to say, okay, I'm not a call center girl. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it, it applies to every area of our lives. It's really realizing who you are pretty much. And I feel like sometimes um, these situations with certain environments, work environments, with friends, with relationships and stuff, sometimes when you leave or you're done with that and you do feel your feelings and you really sit with yourself like and think, like you said, who am I? Then you start to realize, okay, this doesn't serve me. That's not who I am. Like you said, I'm not a call center girl. Who am I? I like to do this. So what company would allow me to do this so that I'm happier and flourishing in my next endeavor, in my next relationship? How can I surround myself with like-minded friends? You know, so I feel like all of that is definitely important. It's just knowing yourself pretty much. And I think some of those relationships and people bring you to that point. Like God would put certain situations in your life so that you can you can be challenged a little bit. And mm-hmm. then it makes you realize, okay, this doesn't work for me because this is not who I am. I have to embrace who I am a little bit more. Right. Well, you know, I want to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, because only because I know how people think. Okay. So I don't believe that God puts us in situations to learn anything. Okay. I do believe God allows us to be in situations to learn because that's what the Bible talks free about will. free will. Mm-hmm. So he allows free will to be, you know, operating right. at all times, but he doesn't put us in these situations. And the reason I say that is because somebody on this, you know, this listening right now will end up saying, oh, you know, they'll go through something really bad and they'll say, well, you know what? God put this person in my life mm. so that I could learn this or God, you know, put me in this position. No, God did not. God allows you to choose to mm. be in that position, that relationship, that situation. And God allows you to go through the hurt, the pain, the discomfort, so that you can learn something from this and then return to him. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important to get that because we love to put everything on the enemy when it's convenient. And we love to put everything on God. We love to turn it into God said and it's God's will. No, it was your poor choice. Mm -hmm. And we're going to just own that part. I did make this poor choice, but in this poor choice, I was able to learn something, and with God's grace, I got through it. Yeah. But God ain't putting us in these situations, girl. You know it's us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like we, we could tell He's probably from, from the first date or the first time we meet the person or at the job, like, oh, this doesn't sit right with my spirit, but let me, let me just anyway. hang out for a couple months, and then a couple months end up being like, whoa, however long relationship or job situation is, and then mm-hmm. you're at the end unhappy. So it is, it is us. But so yeah. speaking of God and knowing yourself and everything, how do you uh, declutter your spirit? Yes. So, you know, a lot of people who know me know my story. And I talk about it in my book, Clutter the Fairy, because I didn't grow up Christian. I didn't grow up in church. My mom actually is of a religion called Santeria. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up 
not really having any religious foundation for myself. My mom, that was her religion. She never imposed it on her children. Now, there were certain things we did, like we lit candles, we got readings, we did, you know, uh, baths and cleanses and things we had to do. Mm -hmm. But it was never, this is your religion. It was hers. And so for me, I really had to learn about God myself. I really had to discover um, my belief system for myself. And I used a lot of my life experiences to help me understand God and to understand who God created me to be. So that was hard, but also a blessing because I also today am very appreciative of the fact that I didn't mm-hmm. grow up with any one belief forced upon me. So I, I didn't have to, you know, I didn't grow up in bondage. A lot of people grew up in bondage in the name of religion mm-hmm. and I didn't. So I, it allowed me to, learn about God for myself, understand Christ, understand Christianity, and then say, I'm signing up, mm-hmm. right? I, this, mm-hmm. That is what I believe that resonates with me, that feels right, mm-hmm. and that's what I choose. A lot of us did not have a choice, and so that's why a lot of people are either in religions that don't resonate with them and they feel stuck, mm-hmm. they feel like they're just going through the motions, or they, you know, are still seeking and searching and trying to find. And I've looked into different religions. I'm just being transparent, trying to understand, you know, what was best for me. And this is what works for me. Yes. And But I'm also more spiritual. I'm also more about relationship and not caught up in, you know, religious rhetoric and, you know, all these mm-hmm. things that keep people, again, in bondage. I'm not in bondage, and I thank God for that. Mm-hmm. So decluttering spiritually is being able to say, you know what, let me take a step back and let me build relationship with God for me. Let me hear what God is saying to me. We're always trying to listen to what the pastor said or what the prophet said. What is God saying to you? Because Mm -hmm. God can use you. God can speak to you. God can reveal and show you. But if we become so codependent on getting the message, the word, the revelation through other people, then we don't have that breakthrough for ourselves. And so to have a spiritual breakthrough and to declutter spiritually, you have to understand that, that God is talking to you. God is trying to show you something, and you just got to open your eyes, your ears, and your heart and pay attention. How do we do that when we have so much guilt mm-hmm. and shame and and embarrassment, you know, around things that we've done, things that we've said, things that we've allowed or experienced? We, we allow that to get in the way and to block that relationship, to block that communication, that channel right. that, you know, is available. And so I tell people, when you start to declutter spiritually, you got to let go of all embarrassment, all shame, mm-hmm. all guilt, all regret, because God's already forgiven you. God is not, you know, he's not stressing. He's not pressed about who you were and what you used to do, mm-hmm. even yesterday. Right, because yesterday is technically the past. God's right. not pressed about the mistake I made yesterday. God's like, I woke you up today. What are you going to do with that? Right. Tell me what you're going to do today. Yesterday's done. I can't take anything back from yesterday, and neither can you. So let's move forward. Well, a lot of times religion will sometimes make us be so focused on condemning ourselves, judging ourselves, you know, feeling guilty, and so. It doesn't allow us to have that spiritual freedom that God wants us to have. And so, you know, you got to break the chains. you got to break the cycles. And that comes with understanding that 
just as I talked about forgiving other people and forgiving yourself, God is forgiving you. God's moving yep. forward. You need to move forward. Yep. And if you choose not to move forward, then that's what keeps you stuck and that's what keeps you disconnected. God is the source and we plug into everything else. I mean, I bet you none of us will just sit here and readily let our phone go dead. We're like, do you got a charger? Does anybody got an iPhone charger? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, you got Android. Don't, don't be in a room with an iPhone and everybody got Android. You'll be like, oh, my God, <laughs> right. this is ridiculous. <laughs> You're going crazy because you know your phone's about to die. Mm-hmm. But we allow ourselves to die spiritually, mentally, emotionally, because we don't get plugged in every day. Just as, as cautious and adamant you are about having that phone charged up, yep. you need to be that same way with your relationship. You need to plug into God the way you plug in your phone. You need to fill up on God the way you fill that gas tank up so you're not stranded on the side of the road. Mm. A lot of us are stranded on the side of the road of life because we have not filled up. We're filling up with everything that literally is not going to put fuel in that car, in that vehicle, which is us. And so decluttering spiritually, I love talking about it. And I know a lot of what I say pisses people off because they're in bondage. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's going to bother them. I'm free, and I'm just trying to help other women get free. God is not looking down on us. You know, God is not punishing us. A lot of times we feel like what we're going through is because God's punishing us. Yeah. So you're punishing yourself with that thought alone. Girl, I'm sorry. You're, like, preaching here today. <laughs> but, yes. You're getting me all turned up. <laughs> declutter your spirit for sure i love those analogies that you use as well about you know you you plug in your phone every day you put fuel in your car do that for yourself because you are what who matters first and then you can be there for others and even for your car your phone whatever else you need to do but do plug in with the lord first i'm i'm so there with you um you do have a book I want to shout out your book, Clutter to Clarity, A Simple Guide to Decluttering Your Life, Reaching Your Goals, and Living Your Dreams. So make sure you cop her book. How can people get that? So it's available at helpingotherstransform.com and on Amazon. Perfect. And you also have Clutter Free Weekend. Can you talk briefly about that? Yes. It's coming up. Yes. (laughs) So Clutter Free Weekend, um, is an annual event that I host here in Florida. And this year we're going to be in Miami, Florida, right on the beach, doing the work. It is where I get together once a year with my clients, my students, my members of Clutter Free Society, my followers. We get together and we do the work. And so this year's theme is called The Love You Deserve. Mm. And the reason that we're dealing with the love we deserve is because so many women um, are just settling for less. You know, they're suffering in silence. They're staying stuck. And they need to really understand that you deserve to be loved. And I think many of us have never even experienced love in the capacity that is available. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be spending three days together really decluttering, you know, every area, but really digging into self-love and self-esteem, self-worth. We're going to dig into confidence. Um, We're going to dig into relationships. I have relationship experts coming in, therapists coming in. It's just amazing the the lineup of speakers we have and not saying that just to hype it up but seriously i Mm -hmm. handpicked people that i know for a fact were in the worst way struggling whether it's confidence self-esteem self-love relationships marriage divorce like i picked the people who've been through some stuff yeah 
but have overcome. Mm -hmm. They've created breakthroughs. They went from clutter to clarity, and they've become experts, and they're sharing the strategies, the the tips, the insight, you know, the know-how, the actionable steps that people can take to get the love they deserve. So I'm freaking excited. I cannot wait. It happens in November. Hmm. So, you know, we're months away, but we're, it's almost, it's half, it's more than halfway sold out already, you know, with months away, because it's just an event that once you've been to it, you don't want to miss it again. And I know that it's so transformational for people because when you come to Clutter Free Weekend, you know, we're chill. Like we're not pretentious, stuck up. We're not, it's Mm -hmm. not about who's who and, who has this, that, and the third. It's not about, you know, showing up and, you know, being seen. It's about doing the work. It's about coming and being vulnerable. It's about being transparent. It's about getting that healing and that breakthrough so that when you leave Clutter Free Weekend and you start that new year, you move into that new year whole and complete. You feel and think like a whole new person. Mm-hmm. And that creates that new life that you ultimately want. So, girl, listen. I cannot wait. <laughs> and how can people wait. purchase their tickets again? So you can go to my main website, which is helpingotherstransform.com, where you get the book, or you can go straight to clutterfreeweekend.com. Perfect. And before you get out of here, just one last question. I know we are talking about us and our spirit and mind and heart and everything, but the importance of decluttering your surroundings, like, at work, your cubicle is a mess. At home, you're a hoarder and everything. Just because I know my, my sister talks about Marie Kondo or something. Yeah, Marie Kondo. Yes. Is it Marie or yeah, Maria? <laughs> Marie Kondo, right? You do that too? Right. No. Okay. It's too much for me. <laughs> so Marie Kondo, I guess, uh, teaches you how to tidy up your life and stay organized and do a whole closet purge and everything. Like I'm not that. I'm not that OCD or that that committed. I'm not that committed, but. Okay. It is definitely, you know, our our surroundings is really a manifestation of what's happening on the inside of us. Yeah. Literally. You can see people who are like OCD, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, oh, my God, I wish I was like that. Well, not necessarily because sometimes when people are OCD, they're obsessive about it, right? So everything is so perfect and so clean, but they're literally driving themselves crazy mentally. Yeah. Right. So it's a whole different type of clutter they're dealing with that manifests in perfection, mm-hmm. which is still not always healthy. And then there's the other side where, you know, all that confusion and chaos and sadness and overwhelm and frustration shows up in, in a mess. And you having things everywhere. I will never forget when I realized that I was depressed. Um, it was because I was laying in the bed one day and I looked over to the right side of the bed, mm. and it literally had to be at least three loads of laundry, like three cycles, meaning mm. I had washed clothes on Wednesday, and they were still there, and then the Saturday laundry cycle was there, and mm. then I went, and, you know, that, that that next week that laundry was there. So then I was just laying in the bed like, damn, I haven't folded or put any clothes away. Then I just started to pan the room, mm. and I had mail on top of mail on top of the dresser. I had clothes that I had wore, you know, suitcase not unpacked just it was clutter everywhere and I'm like it's not that I'm busy right it's not that I'm tired it's not that I got you know so much going on that I can't get it together it's that I checked out yep and I'm not even paying attention to my surroundings I'm just going through the motions getting up working coming home 
doing the chores. I'm washing the clothes because that's a part of the routine. Mm-hmm. But I'm not even caring about putting them up and making sure that my area is clean and neat. And that was a sign for me that something wasn't right. And I had to, you know, sit up and say, get up mm-hmm. right now because I'm a, I'm a big believer in taking immediate action. Good. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of people talk about taking massive action, which is important. But some of us who are really cluttered, you got to take immediate action. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to get up and fold those clothes up now. You got to get up and work on that book now. You got to get up and send that email now or mm-hmm. go create those posts for your business now or go place that order now or go get those groceries now. Like, you got to do it now, the things that you've been putting off and delaying. So when it comes to our surroundings, you know, it does tell a lot about where we are mentally. Yep. And you got to clean it up and you got to get it together because a lot of people are in a cycle where I'm frustrated and down and overwhelmed because the mess. But the mess is there because I'm over frustrated and down. So yeah. one has to outdo the other, which means that I need to get it together, clean it up, straighten it out, and then figure out, okay, how did I even get there? But a lot of times we spend so much time trying to figure out how did I get there. Figure that out after. Right. Get it out of the way <laughs> mm-hmm. and then think about how you got there. But if you sit in trying to figure out how you got there, you might even get even more depressed and create a bigger mess. Oh, right. So I say take immediate action, whether it's cleaning that car, whether it's getting that cubicle together in your office, you know, cleaning that, that, that house, that closet. And I think beautifying things is another thing. A lot of times we clean up or clean out, I like to say, mm-hmm. to get rid of stuff. But then we don't come back around. Light you some candles. Go get you some fresh flowers. Yeah. You know, get you some, Get go run in, in TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Ross, and get you some pillows with some popping colors. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, we love an earth tone. I love a good earth tone. But sometimes you need, you know, something to spruce it up. Go get you a little sheet set, something yeah. Yeah. to just, you know, give you a little bit of life and energy. Very true. Decluttering your life is so important. Like I said, it's springtime. We're focused on the closets and stuff, but focus on the inside too. Focus on your mind, your spirit, your heart, your your immediate surroundings as well, and the people in your life, your job. Focus on all of it and be happy and be clutter-free. Angel, thank you yes. so much for having some girl talk. Uh, hopefully some women are inspired. I know I definitely am after uh, our conversation. And so tell people how they can keep up with you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love this. Go girl. Yeah, go (laughs) girl. It's been so fun and I absolutely love the conversation. These are conversations we need to have, you know, more often. And so people can connect with me again at helpingotherstransform.com. Or I'm all on social media at Hot Coaching. Hot stands for Helping Others Transform. So Hot Coaching on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. I'm everywhere. Thank you so much for calling in. And you go, girl. Thank you. Now it's time for Music Motivation. Motivation. Okay, so I recorded my show days ago. And then news broke out that rapper, community activist right here in Los Angeles, Nipsey Hussle was assassinated. They caught the suspect, but because of this, I felt the duty to change up my music motivation for today. So if the audio sounds a little different, it's because I'm not in the studio that I normally use. But I did want to change the music motivation to honor Nipsey Hussle. He was nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Album. This past year, he's a philanthropist. He's done so many things in L.A. He bought shoes for all the elementary students 
at a school in his neighborhood. He he bought property in the area that he grew up in around Crenshaw and Slauson. I'm very familiar with the area, so this is why I um, had to make some changes because, like, this happened right here in my hometown. And I paid my respect. I went out to the area. It was all blocked. If you follow me on Instagram, I am Ashley Caprice. You probably saw in my IG stories, there were a lot of candles out, people drawing pictures of Nipsey Hussle, playing his music. The energy is very somber in LA right now. We're just trying to get through it. So for today's music motivation, uh, I'll get into it. It's from his song, Victory Lap, from the album of the same name that was nominated for a Grammy. And so I really like this part right here. I love watching interviews of music artists, and he's one that always dropped gems, and he always says some real stuff. He came from the gang culture, but made sure that he did everything he needed to do to change his lifestyle, but to still influence those in the neighborhood that he grew up in to show that you can still do it too. So um, so this is a line from his song. I'm finna take it there. This time around, I'ma make it clear. Spoke some things into the universe and they appeared. I say it's worth it. I won't say it's fair. Find your purpose or you waste an air. Now I kind of slowed down a little bit. Couldn't rap as fast as him. But everything he said is what you should apply in your life as well. He spoke some things into the universe and they appeared. Say whatever you want to happen. Manifest your life, okay? You have the power over your tongue to say and speak what you want. Speak it and believe it, and it will appear. He said, it's worth it. I won't say it's fair. Find your purpose or you waste an air. If you're living day by day, complaining about everything going on in your life, but you're not trying to make a difference at all, you don't know your purpose or your passion, you are wasting air. You're wasting whatever you're saying. You're wasting whatever you're manifesting. Or whatever you manifest and might not be coming true because that is not your real purpose and passion. So sit with yourself. Like our, our guest uh, Angel said earlier, just sit with yourself, write down some notes, figure out who you are. Who am I? Find that out. Find out your purpose or you wasting air. Find out your purpose or you're just going through life not knowing which path to take and what to do. Find your purpose. Find what it is that would make you happy. Find what it is that would help serve others. Nipsey Hussle served others in the streets that he grew up in. Crenshaw and Slauson. A lot of people make it out the hood and they never want to stay. They, they move out and they never want to go back. But he stayed right in the hood. He showed love. He opened businesses. A fish market. His clothing store, the Marathon Clothing Store, with all material that says Crenshaw on it to show love to his community. He did a lot, but he knew he had to serve his community because his community was there for him when he was coming up. You know, but he flipped it. And, it's, and instead of continuing to glorify the gang life, he decided to show like, look, I made it out. I did this with my life. And so can you. I'm a rapper, but I'm writing about what I went through, but showing you that there is more on the other side. There is more once you find your purpose. There is more once you speak it into the universe because it will appear. So believe in yourself, trusting yourself. He also was huge on owning his masters and his publishing. So everything that he did, all his music, he got all that money as an independent artist. 
So good for him for having a vision, sticking to it. And it might have taken longer because he had a lot of mixtapes, not a lot of radio airplay. But people in the music industry and the radio business knew who he was. They were very aware. He was making that noise. So that's all you have to do with anything. Make some noise and people will hear you, all right? So rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. The music industry lost someone incredible doing, like I said, great things in the community and inspiring his brothers and inspiring everyone through a lot of his lyrics. I would encourage you to buy his album, Victory Lap, listen to his mixtapes and um, and pay your respects in any way that you can. L.A. lost a music legend this week and we are definitely mourning. So that was my music motivation for today. To give a go girl shout out to the beautiful Diana Ross. I love her. She's an Aries like me, and she's just she's just amazing. Her birthday was on March 26th, and she celebrated in true Aries fashion. She had Beyonce singing to her. Happy birthday, Miss Ross. <laughs> That's right. She had to put some respect on Miss Diana Ross' name. You put the Miss in front of that, and she just looked fabulous. She wore red, which is the color of the Aries, like all most Aries women I know is true to our color. It's my favorite color. It's red as well. She had her huge, big hair. She was happy. She was smiling. You go, girl. You go, girl. For just living a vibrant life. And you could just see it, that she just looks good and healthy. So shout out to Diana Ross for always being fabulous. Uh, she had Diddy there because you know her song, I'm coming out. The song was sampled by Diddy for his song, Mo Money Mo Problems. So at her birthday party, he came out while she was singing that song. It was beautiful. His twin daughters were there dancing background. So it was a very cute moment. So you go, girl, for paving the way. Being the diva that you are, having another diva, Beyonce, sing to you at your birthday party. And people who have been influenced by her music, Puff Daddy, for coming and showing her some love. You go, girl. You go, girl. That wraps up this episode of Go, Girl, because women are powerful. Thank you so much for subscribing. Or if you haven't, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Share with a friend. Rate the post by liking it. Leave a comment. Do whatever it is your spirit tells you to do. All episodes are on iTunes, SoundCloud, and, of course, my website, ashleycaprice.com. Be sure to follow the blog, all right? Be sure to follow the blog and never miss an episode. And if you're interested in podcasting, remember, the master the mic, master the money, starting your own podcast workshop is coming up at the end of April. I'm so excited to host it. Find all the info at masterthemic.eventbrite.com. Thanks again for listening. And remember, I am blessed. I woke up in the morning feeling fresh to death. I'm so blessed. Yes, yes. I went to sleep stressed.